Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Hey, it's me, Maggie. And me, Julia. And we made it to the end of season three. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? No. No. Where did all of the time go? (laughs) Where did it go? Um, The season has gone by so fast. Honestly, so here's how I feel about this year. Okay. Um, including the season. I, as I was filling out the questionnaire that I give for both of us for this episode, I was looking at the books that I've just read this year and I'm like, wow, I was in a really different place a year ago. Like, <laughs> no, I just mean like physically I was in California. Yeah. Now I am not. And like last January I was with you and mm-hmm. now I'm closer to you a year later i'm at least a train ride away instead of a plane and a train ride away so huge really yeah like just leaps and bounds literally different place i know i I was looking i have a list um i wrote down every single book i read this year Mm -hmm. and i looked at the books i read in january and i was like i read that this year that feels like five years ago i read that book (laughs) this year has been a lot of years I know. (laughs) It's been absolutely wild. But thank you guys for joining us for our year in review. We're going to talk all about our third season, give you a little recap. And uh, yeah, should we just hop right to it? I think so. Um, Do you want to name off the books that we covered this year? Or do you want (laughs) me to? Um, No, I can do it. Are you sure? Yeah. Here. We go. So here are all of the books that we covered, including every single author interview, as well as just the episodes with me and Julia. Mm-hmm. So we did Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, A Psalm for the Wild Built, The Davenports, Once Upon a Broken Heart, Best Served Hot, Legends and Lattes, God Killer, In the Lives of Puppets, The Scarborough Mysteries, Song of Achilles, Wild Things, Happy Place, Delilah Green Doesn't Care, Love Theoretically, The Seven-Year Slip, The Sun in the Void, Threads That Bind, Morgan Is My Name, Ten Years, Fourth Wing, The Moon Represents My Heart, After Anne, Belladonna, A Court of War and Ruin. Is that right? No, it's Wings and Ruin. Wings and Ruin. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's because it's Echo War. I always think it's war. Fair enough. Okay. Anyway, keep going. A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Discovery of Witches, A Fire in the Flesh, Do Your Worst, Iron Flame, A Delicate Marriage, With Love from Cold War, World, <laughs> I always, oh, why am I on war today? With Love from Cold World, and last but not least, Kiss Her Once for Me. Oh, man. Oh, man. Total 32 books. 32 books. We did 32 books this season. That's huge. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I know. I mean, honestly, go us. Mm-hmm. Go team. Um, I do have to know, though, Maggie, what yes. were your favorite podcast books for the year? Um, I think that's really tough Yeah. to answer. I think um, two of the books that introduced new authors to me and were books on the podcast would be God Killer by Hannah Kainer and Legends and Lattes by Travis mm-hmm. Baldry. I loved both of them, and they introduced me to two great authors 
whose books I now look out for. And they're just fun little episodes. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I, it was very hard to actually come up with which books, like my favorite books of the year. Um, but I think one that I've, I really enjoyed and just, I tried to think about the ones that after I read it, I talked to everyone about it, even after like doing the episode and I think Threads That Bind by Kika Hatsupulu really stuck with me. I liked that one a lot. Nice. I'm, yeah, I'm very excited for her next one. I don't remember the title of it, but it's coming soon. <laughs> Is it coming out next year? hmm Nice. That's great. Yeah. So what were some of your favorite episodes of the season? I honestly, I Jennifer L. Armentrout was really cool. Mm-hmm. Ch- chatting with her was was just because we didn't really talk much about her book, which I'll tell you this now that we're no longer talking to Jennifer. <laughs> but I um I actually texted you this when I found out. Oh, but, oh, oh, oh. but for those of you that are listening and are like, oh my gosh, her fire in the flesh was great. I didn't actually read it because <laughs> I thought that the the episode was going to be on one of her different books. And so I bought um, The Fall of Ruin and Wrath and read that instead (laughs) and then found out that it was about fire in the flesh. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. That's, I mean, that's not your fault. (laughs) It was, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. First of all, Terry, um... If you're listening, thank you for contacting us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, please don't listen to the rest. <laughs> Julia. No, I'm just saying, like, the email that came in had a lot of exclamation points. And we don't normally get emails from people that aren't direct publicists. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this one was from someone that was um, not a publicist, not a book agent is reaching out to a bunch of different media outlets to to advertise for this book. And so you and I saw the email and we're like, wow, this is a lot of exclamation points. Is it real? Yeah, I did. Think so it was I, was, him. I did too. And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling feisty today. So, <laughs> so I accepted it. And I was like, who knows? Because then we had to reschedule her episode so many times like just in the backs of it was supposed to come out a few weeks earlier than it did and it was just it was a whole thing and it was real like Jennifer was really there and it was (laughs) I was so relieved (laughs) oh but it was good I liked I liked talking to her uh she also just has like a lot of tattoos on her arms. And so I was looking at that as as we were talking and like her, the backdrop was really nice. Like honestly, she was just a very chill person. So it was cool to talk to her. Um, but then also Iron Flame. I loved talking to you about Iron Flame. It was so amazing. It was great. It was one of my favorite episodes too. I just felt like we really got into it. I mean, we did though. There are so many theories because like, there's there's just so many theories. I know. I, 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 I think about it every so often. I'm like, what? What was that? I I don't want Zayden to die. I know. But also, your theory 
does check out. It's I know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like this. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's what I love about you. <laughs> Thanks. <sighs> so yeah, um, I would agree. I think Iron Flame was one of the some of the most fun I've had this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I also have to say my episode with Emily Henry. Um, was so good. She's my all-time favorite author. And I think I just stared in awe the entire time. I was like, oh my God, it's happening. (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, also, she's just gorgeous and seems really nice. Yeah, she's completely cool, which is ridiculous. It's not fair. (laughs) So not fair. But it was kind of a dream like when we first started the podcast and we were just interviewing our friends and doing episodes with each other and I I was like wouldn't it be crazy if I got to interview Emily Henry and then I did so life made so hey you spoke it into existence I spoke it into existence and it happened so I have to include that in my in my recap of the year oh absolutely you do but I mean also you got to interview Allie Hazelwood I know. That was crazy, too. Yeah. I had some big interviews this week. You really did. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Uh, okay, so what would you say are your top four moments of of the season? Or top, top two? Top two. Okay, Most my top it. two moments of the season. Well, absolutely. Oh, you, you froze on me. No. That's okay. Just say the thing you were saying. Um, all I said was top two. Oh, okay. No, I heard that then. Okay. Um, yeah, my top two moments of the season. Well, no chill. So absolutely meeting <laughs> Emily Henry. Is it too much to say that twice? I don't know. No. That's the facts. Um, and then also, I think this season, so like I got to chat with so many debut authors um, mm-hmm. that I was really excited about. And they were people that I reached out to like via their publicists or on Instagram. And I was already really excited about their books and then I got to chat with them. So I think that that Mm -hmm. was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I'm going to jump onto also your debut authors. I just, I love debut authors. I love interviewing like big name authors too, but the debut ones are just so like unassuming. Mm. Like they don't know what they're getting into yet. And (laughs) and it's just a friend no it's just like a friendly chat with them it's not Mm -hmm. they're not too busy they sometimes chat over the time that they're supposed to because they don't have anything else going on whereas like some of the bigger names are stuck in like 30 minute intervals and like we love that we still love talking to them but they're it's less relaxed I think Mm, sure yeah I get what you mean yeah yeah um but then also Talking to TJ Clune. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so cool. It was very dope. Um, Yeah. He will not hear this because he is not on Instagram for the foreseeable future. So that's fine. That's but fine. TJ, just know in my heart, I will never forget you. Wow. <laughs> you know what's crazy is we both got to interview TJ Clune this year. Yeah. Yeah. Because you did it at your bookshop. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. All right. Mm-hmm. What is your second second moment? Oh, my second moment. Um, well, definitely talking theories for Iron Flame because that was fun. 
Um, but then also talking theories with Shelby about the Sarah J. Moss universe. You love a theory. I love a theory. I really love getting into it because I feel like, I don't know, some people are against rereading books and I'm not, I'm not one of those people because authors put in Easter eggs for future books and for future things and like even eggs for that book that you're reading, you won't catch the first time through. So reading it at least twice in your life, I think is worth it. Absolutely. Plus, quite frankly, how do people not reread fantasy books? Like when the new one comes out, I remember nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I have to reread. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have to reread the next two or the first and second Crescent City books before the third one comes out cuz I I don't remember any of it. I know. I'm kind of like, should I just wait until they're all out? Yeah, <laughs> because... I think so. <laughs> I don't know if I have time to keep rereading these giant books. I don't know how many Crescent Cities there are supposed to be. I think there might only be three. Hmm. But after I read it, I will let you know. (laughs) Yeah, please do. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I just looked it up. I just Googled it. Yeah. And Sarah J. Moss is under contract for three Crescent City books, but hinted there may be a fourth installment to coordinate with the four houses of magical creatures that live in the city. Oh, that's fair enough. I like that. I will wait for the fourth. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not getting involved until they're all out. (laughs) It's a good call. I mean, that's that's what I did with Throne of Glass. And I'm glad that I waited. Yeah, that's totally fair. It's just Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you see like all of those memes and stuff of people like, I'll be 40 years old going to pick up the seventh Akatar installment. (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't. I can't keep doing this. <laughs> I really hope there is a midnight release party, though, for for it. I would like to go to that. Going to go to a midnight Barnes & Noble party? Oh, my God. And dress up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> oh. Oh. I think you should. I think you should go. Or I, you can host one. Oh, my God. I could host one. I, that's what I'll be doing, actually. Hosting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the thing, though. I would have to host it at a bookshop or own a bookshop at that point, because otherwise I need to I'm just having a party and no one is at the bookshop buying the book. Okay. When it comes out. Well, if it comes out in 11 years, you have time. That's true. That is true. You know, Mm -hmm. you can do it. I think it would be fun. I think it would be, too. Yeah. You know, that's something actually my partner and I have talked about is just like a weird little dream about opening a comic book slash regular bookshop. Oh, that'd be cute. It would be really cute. I think you should go for it. Why not? (laughs) We'll see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'll work at a bookshop first. Get all the intel. See how it's run. Get some experience. (laughs) Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Maggie. Yes. We have had three years of podcasting experience. Absolutely, we have. What is the newest addition to your resume that you have learned this year about podcasting? Um, I don't really think I have anything that I can, you know, like new that I can put on the CV. Yeah. Um, I've been having a pretty stable role I think with the podcast and Mm -hmm. we've 
like maintained a good balance, I think. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've done this year that I've not done previously is reach out to a lot of authors. Um, mm-hmm. Because mostly during our second season, we were asked by different publicists to have mm-hmm. authors on, which was really exciting. But then this year, I reached out to publicists and authors and I gave like a tiny pitch to see if they would want to be on the podcast. So mm-hmm. I think that would be the biggest difference yeah. for me this year. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, This year, I feel we were probably a bit more discerning about the books that we were accepting versus reaching out for. Um, yeah, well, we just got so many more queries. So we were, we, just, did. we were so busy um, this season. It was completely different to mm-hmm. to our previous two. We we had to reject people just because we couldn't fit everything in. Yeah, like literally not enough time in the week, not enough hours in the day, not enough weeks in the year. <laughs> yeah, all of those it things. Would, <laughs> it would be amazing if we could, if somehow there were publicists that were like, hey, we want to create this in-house podcast covering all of our publishing house's books. We will pay you a salary to read these books and interview the authors. Like, yeah, 100%. I would do that. However, that is not currently the case. So I don't even know how to get a job like that. Is that even a thing? I don't know, but maybe we should pitch for it and see. Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's not also not a resume thing for me, but I have found that having two monitors is really the ideal way to work. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not as glam as you, Julia. I can't have (laughs) that two monitor lifestyle. (laughs) I, I, okay. The second (laughs) monitor was just in the attic of my house. It's, I didn't oh. go out for it. All I had to do was buy an HDMI cable. Okay. To connect my laptop and, and the, the second monitor. Wow. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, yeah. it's just, it's so handy for editing though, too. Like having something on my, the, my main screen, but then having the style sheet for like editing purposes next to me so I don't have to like keep changing tabs and pulling stuff up and down I can just look at them both at the same time it has been such a time saver yeah I believe that that's Mm -hmm. huge that's so nice it is incredibly nice I highly recommend it well if I ever become as cool as you and get the double (laughs) monitor I'll let you know right away you ever live in my attic you can trust (laughs) well um (laughs) That's a very tempting offer. I'm going to pass on living in an attic. Um, I feel like it's something I could have done maybe like in my young 20s, but I'm over. I'm over that now. You know? Fair enough. Fair enough. I the don't live life. in the attic, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> it's just where my desk is. It's just that every time I video call you, you're in the attic. <laughs> because that's where my desk is. <laughs> it's where I work. I work okay. in the attic. I don't just live in it. Well, I have no proof otherwise. That's true. You have to come <laughs> over for Christmas. Okay. Uh, just you just to see. see. Everything. Yeah. See. Yeah. I'll prove to you that I have a bed. <laughs> yeah. You have to. I need to know that you're not just sleeping huddled in the corner by the radiator. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready 
for some analytics. I'm very excited for this. I'm so ready for some analytics. Yay. Okay. Okay. I'm it's gonna I'm gonna do a guessing game with you and hope oh, that God. you haven't looked at Buzzsprout recently. Um, but before I make you do the guessing, I just wanted to say that Spotify has added this questions thing at okay. the end of episodes now where you can like respond to the question in the app and it sends it to people. Okay. And someone responded from, I think it was Central America, um, and she was very excited about the Jennifer L. Armentrout episode, and she just responded saying, this was a great episode. Thanks for, for chatting with her, basically. I was Aww. like, oh, so cute. That's Literally, so cute. that person is the only person to have ever responded to any of these questions. And sometimes I do personalize them. Sometimes I make them specific to the episode. Not recently, but like that's because no one's responding to them anyway. Yeah, I didn't even know this was something that was available. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing and I don't hate it, but also it doesn't really add or detract much from from life except for I saw that one message and was like, that's so sweet. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay. Now for the guessing. Okay. What would you say are the top three episodes of the season? Of the season? Of the season, yeah. Um. Well, definitely Fourth Wing. Yes, that is actually number one at 965 listens. Nice. I know. It really shot up there. It did, yeah. Um. And then I would probably say Once Upon a Broken Heart. Yes, that is there? actually number two. Yep. Who is she? You're really good at this. I know. I don't know. I don't know what the third one is. It could be and I imagine it's an author one, but I don't it know. It is it is an author one. It is um for a fire in the flesh. Nice. That's yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. I mean, so Spotify had their Spotify wrapped and so I sent you the video of like Novel Find Spotify wrapped, but it only does the the stats that are from Spotify, not from the, all of all of our apps so oh sure that's why i had to use actually buzzsprout yeah that's fair it can yeah. be hard to keep track of all of that it yeah it is it definitely is but um what do you would you say are the top three episodes of all of our episodes of all of them of all time yeah, of all of them oh my god um well i imagine still fourth wing that is in in there. That is number two. And then it's def it's that episode that I called Oh 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 It's Magic. Yeah. I think people just download because they think it's the song. Like <laughs> I don't know if people are listening to it, but <laughs> don't care. Um, don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter to me. We still um, appreciate them listening. Yeah, that's number one. What would you say number three? Uh probably Akatar. No, actually, oh. Akatar, I think, is four. Mm. Um, number three is Baby, You're a Firework. Again, you just got to name things songs and you trick people yeah. <laughs> into engaging with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, and that one's about red, white, and royal blue. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. I do, too. That nice. was fun. I mean, I remember all three of those. Oh, 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 it's magic were our favorite Quarren reads. Oh, yeah. I yeah. barely remember that. 
It was so, so long ago. So it was uh, Addie LaRue and 10,000 Doors of January. Oh, yeah. God, that was so long ago. I know. That's from our first season. <laughs> Crazy. I know. We were so young. We were babies. So, so little. Um. Okay. So countries. Okay. Oh, that's cool. It's very exciting. Oh, that makes me really happy. She was great. She is such a lovely human. Um, okay. Our rating on Spotify is a lovely 4.9. Last Ooh. year, it was 4.8. So we did go up. Yes. <laughs> the jerk who didn't rate us five stars. How dare you? <laughs> I just think it's so funny that we made someone so angry that they gave us probably one star. And that is affecting all of our ratings. For the rest that. <laughs> I want names and I want faces. <laughs> I just want them to change their rating. I want to know if it's someone who knows us or if it's a stranger. If it's a stranger, I'll allow it. But if you're my friend, what the heck? <laughs> um, yeah, I would actually be very curious as well. <laughs> I don't know how to look at that. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think you can. Like, not on Spotify. On Apple Podcasts, you can rate things and leave a review. And you can kind of tell who it is if they do leave a review. But if they don't, then obviously you can't. Um, but yeah, so I just thought that was fun. 4.9. Go team. Go team. Um, yeah. We are a top 10 podcast for 78 people in the world. Ooh. Yeah, a top five podcast for 46 people in the world. Woo, thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> Didn't realize you had 46 moms and dads. Well, um, I'm pretty <laughs> special. <laughs> and we are the number one podcast for 11 people in the oh, world. Sorry, I should have reserved my thank you to my mom and dad <laughs> now, because I don't think they listen to any other podcast. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> what else do I have? Stunning. Oh, yes. Just our final tally of episodes for the season. Once we oh, yeah. have finished this season, we are at 93. That's great. We were so close to 100. So close. Man. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Um. So those are all of my analytics. Nice. Thank fun. you. Fun to find. For, yeah, thanks for looking those up and sharing them with us. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed and weren't bored. I was not bored at all. Okay. Even though I made you play the guessing game. Well, that I will hold against you. Fair enough. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna just like hold my Christmas gift away from yeah. me and tell me to guess what it is. Yeah, if you guess right, you can have it. <laughs> Otherwise, no. no? <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. I'm only joking. I'm only I joking. Know. I would never make you play a guessing game. Because <laughs> you're the better. <laughs> That's the subtext there. <laughs> That's not how I meant it. <laughs> Maybe deep down, but not. No, <laughs> no, I don't believe that. But it yeah. was so funny. Um, <laughs> Maggie. Yes. You have read a shit ton of books this year. I really have. It is shocking. So you guys, last year I made a goal for myself. I was like, I'm going to read 100 books. 
And then I got to 99. And I got to 99 books two years in a row. And I'm like, this is just depressing. It's sad that I'm getting to 99. It's like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this year I'm making no goal. I'm just going to read what I read. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. And what do you know? Uh, I've read 104. (laughs) (laughs) Which is amazing. Thank you. I am hoping to squeeze in a few more books by the end of the year. I'm in the middle of about three. So Mm. I'm hoping to definitely finish those, but hopefully read five more books by the end of the year. But we'll see. see I can see it. I can see it. But December always ends up being so much busier than I think. It always ends up being like the least amount of books I read all year is in the month of December. Um, Mm. But we'll see. Fingers crossed for five, but definitely three. I love that for you. Nice. What about you? How many books did you read this year? I have so far read 69. Nice. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I have, I'm hoping to get to probably 75, which I think is the same number that I had for last year. Whoa. I know. I know. As I was like refilling out the form, I was like, oh, hey, some of these things have not changed, um, including the number of books that I plan on reading. That's fine, though. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm nothing if not consistent, but nice. Yeah, I also have a couple that I am currently in the middle of reading. Okay, and so I'm hoping that I'll be able to finish um, the Throne of Glass series in audio. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. And I have a couple of Kindle books from NetGalley that I am reading. So you can definitely think- do it. I think I can. I think I can. But like you said, December gets kind of busy. So, But you've got some flights coming up, some travel time. I do. Mm -hmm. So I think that that'll be good. I think it'll work out. Yuck. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm on day three, so I'm just like bloated and peeing constantly. Oh, yeah. Um, But it's fine. But I couldn't hold it. I looked at how many questions we have left, and I'm like, I got to... (laughs) that's not happening no that's fine it's totally fine (laughs) um okay let me just kind of come back in (laughs) yeah so julia (laughs) yes (laughs) what are some of your favorite books podcast and not podcast that you have read this year all inclusive some books you love Ooh. okay um so i think my top we'll do five we'll do my top five for the year yeah um yeah so Gideon the Ninth by Tamsin Muir oh so good I loved it (laughs) I have not read the second one I tried and I'll try again later but the second one did not hit as well as the first one did for me I hear Um, that from a lot of people actually well it's just it's just so weird because it is in second person for part oh. of it. And I, I just was not prepared. But she's also like detached from herself at that point. And okay. so I kind of see the crazy and why it's going that way. But I just really liked Gideon the Ninth. So yeah. Yeah. Um Blood Debts by Terry J. Benton Walker. Nice. Um yeah, that's a very good book. I when I finished that. I read an arc of it and was like, oh, my God, I need to have the second one now. And the first one hadn't even come out yet. That is the worst part about reading arcs. 
it, it really is. Um, yeah, that's how I felt about Threads That Bind as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sequel to Blood Debts is coming out in April. Oh, and hopefully I will get okay. the arc to that one as well. That's not bad at all. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, my next favorite book would probably be Fourth Wing by the one and only Rebecca Yaros. Of course. Obviously, yes, yes. Um, With Love from Cold World by Alicia Thompson. Um, okay. I loved it so much I read it twice this year and then talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> That's true. Um, It was just, it's so good. It, um, yeah, featuring a bisexual male character and then also um, a woman who has high anxiety and was in the foster care system and like how she's coping and everything. Honestly, it's just, it's such a good book and it's also a, a Christmas book. Mm. And so it's like, oh, lovely time for the season. That's um, great. Yeah. Yeah. I think. She has some signed copies at her local bookstore that you could probably order online if oh, cool. anyone is interested. Okay. Um, yes. Tom Bolo Books. Tom is, Bolo Books. Yeah. I think that's how you pronounce it. Oh, sure. In Florida. Yeah. 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 Fabulous. Um, if you guys are interested, I'll I'll put that link in our episode description. Um, and then my final favorite book of the year was Check and Mate by Allie Hazelwood. Oh, yeah. You loved that. I did love it so much. Um, more than I thought I would, to be honest, because it's a book. It's a it's her first YA book and it's about chess. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. But then I read it and was like, oh, no. This is maybe my second favorite Allie Hazelwood after the love hypothesis. I actually, I think that Allie Hazelwood's writing could transfer really well to to young adult. Like, mm-hmm. I think that um, without it being childish, I think that it would be a really good, a really easy transition, mm-hmm. I imagine. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a slightly older young adult. So it's yeah. more like uh, 18... I would say probably like 16 to 19 were the ideal ages for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? Top five books. Um, I'm crazy. So I did top six. Oh, (laughs) Um, I just couldn't pick. So sorry, guys. Um, But yeah, fourth wing for sure. In my top six. You can't not. I cannot. Okay. It totally blew me away. <laughs> um, Happy Place by Emily Henry because Emily Henry. And mm-hmm. I read it twice, loved it both times, and I cried both times. <laughs> um, Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. Really? Um, my first time reading it this year. And I, I loved it. So I couldn't put it down. I was like carrying it around with me everywhere I went, just like reading and walking. It was so good. It's fantasy and a heist. It, oh my goodness. That does sound really good. I haven't read it. Oh, Julia, you will love it. You will love it. It is a perfect duology. Like absolutely perfect. There's nothing I would change. Everything that happens from the beginning of the first book affects what happens at the end of the second. Mm. It is some of the most stunning 
writing I've ever read. I can't get over it. I loved it. Um, God Killer by Hannah Kaner, which I've spoken about a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great. She's local to Edinburgh, and it's a really good fantasy book. That's true. Have you met up with her? Have you gotten coffee? I've not, no. But she's been really busy writing, being an author. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Clara and the Sun by Kazuo Ishiguro, which I've spoken about on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. One of my new favorite books. Yeah, um, I remember you talking about that. Like, very literary fiction meets dystopian sci-fi. Very sad. I cried in my bed for like 30 minutes after oh, I read that book. No. Oh my God, it really broke my heart, but I really loved it. And lastly, um, and I'm including it because it's a book I should have read um, as a child, but I never read it until now. And I finally read um, The Golden Compass trilogy, The Northern Lights, Mm -hmm. and The Amber Spyglass by Philip Pullman um, was amazing. It was like groundbreaking fantasy. It was so good. I'm excited and scared to watch the TV show because I know I'm going to cry. Fair enough. Um, have you read it? You probably yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while since I've read them. I remember when I first started reading them, I think in like middle school. And okay. both of my parents, they don't normally agree on things, but both of them did not want me reading this book. Oh, Hmm. Yeah, I think it was just there was a lot of uh, kind of the way that highly religious people don't let their kids read Harry Potter because oh. of witchcraft. I think sure. that was in a similar vein with his dark materials. Yeah, which there, is the American name of it. There um, are a lot of like religious allegories. In yeah, his dark materials. I think it's something I notice now, like as an adult. I don't think I would have noticed it. If I had read it as a kid at all? I absolutely did not notice it as a kid. And honestly, it's hard for me to catch it as an adult, too. So <laughs> it's a good book. Um, I liked I liked the show. Okay, I, good. To be fair, I have not finished the third season. Yeah. Struggle with finishing things. So that's fair. Yeah. I just... <laughs> The third book had me in tears. A lot of these uh, books have made me cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of being heartbroken, but I need to watch it. I think you will like it. I think I will too. Yeah. I really liked, um, I think the second season was probably right that I've watched so far. Oh, okay. Good mm-hmm. to know. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's the second season. <laughs> yeah. The the subtle night. Mm-hmm. Yes. Will. <laughs> uh, did you, DNF, did not finish any books this year? Oh, yeah. Um, there were a few. Um, I'm, I'm not going to name names because it's not polite. You know, people don't need me calling them out mm-hmm. um, on the podcast. But yeah, there were a there were a good amount. I think I was much more free to DNF books this year than I ever have been. I was just dropping them left and right. If I mm-hmm. if I wasn't enjoying myself, I didn't push through or anything. Yeah, love that for you. Yeah. What about you? Oh, of course I did. Yeah. Um, 
but I also don't remember which ones they are. So I can't even be like withholding like, oh, I'm holding the <laughs> secret back. Like, no, I just don't remember. That's fair. <laughs> I stopped reading it. And I was like, nah. It's like, mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> out of the memory. Yeah, basically. I mean, mood reading at its finest. I'll start a book, be like, oh, this was not as cool as I thought it was going to be when I picked it up originally. Um, mm, yeah. And so I'll put it back down. I've done that a lot with library books, actually. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. I remember you saying that before. Yeah. That there was a library book you picked up and then didn't finish or finished it really yeah. late. Yeah, it's just, I mean, maybe there isn't the pressure because I didn't buy it. And so there's not like that pressure on myself that, oh, well, you spent money on this, so you need to finish it. It's just one of those things where sometimes I just pick up duds at the library. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That's not your fault. No, there's nothing wrong with that. No. And other people enjoy books that we DNF, you know? We're not all yeah. wise and all-knowing. We are not. But I don't believe in finishing something that I'm not having a good time reading. I agree. But yes, I wish other people also felt like that. Yeah. Because I think it would take away a lot of stress in life. It would. Yeah, it really would. It would make mm-hmm. them feel better if they didn't think they had to finish everything. Mm, yeah, I agree. Of the 104 books that you've read, um, what genre did you read the most of? Um, I'm in my sci-fi fantasy era. <laughs> it was a lot of sci-fi fantasy, which I think you can see just from my top six. It was like five fantasy <laughs> and one romance. Um, a lot of sci-fi fantasy, so much. And then second would be romance for sure. And like no nonfiction. Uh so i counted the least of like the ones that i read i didn't read any nonfiction books this year so i did not count it in my (laughs) in my list that's okay that's fair yeah yeah because i was like no we don't i didn't actually normally i get a memoir into but i have not read any memoirs or nonfiction or anything um Hmm. but The most that I've read this year, I think, are a combination of fantasy, romance, and romanticy. I think those three really shine through through my 69 books that I've read so far. Nice. Yeah. Um, And then the least are plays. Oh, yeah. I haven't read any plays. Yeah, I've read, I think, four plays this year. Oh, Which wow. Is more than I normally would ever. Um, yeah, it's quite a few. Some of them I enjoyed. One of them I enjoyed. <laughs> I just, I, I think I struggle. I mean, similarly to his dark materials and just picking up allegories and symbolism and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. There are some plays that have a lot of that. They're very heavy in like just cerebralness and that is not for me yeah um and at the end of the day plays are meant to be seen yeah that's also tough reading a play Mm -hmm. without having any knowledge of what it's supposed to look like is really hard it's really hard and every single actor brings something new to the character Mm -hmm. and i just feel like as a reader you're only picking up like half of what's going on until it's like on its feet. 
yeah. I find when I read plays. It's so much harder. Yeah, I I definitely agree there. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you gave him a real try for plays. I did. I did. I did an acting workshop for six weeks and that they have um, a library. They have an acting library of just like plays you can check out um, and read for free. Nice. Yeah. So wow. that's pretty cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay. We are getting into the latter half of our episode indeed. where we kind of talk about the future. Um, indeed we do. Yes. Um, my dear sweet listeners, I actually have some news just regarding the future of the podcast and um my position um as being co-host and co-producer of this podcast um i have recently um made the decision to leave my role um with novel finds and hand the podcast over entirely to julia uh this podcast has been our little baby for many years and i'm so happy i was able to really um build and create something with one of my best friends but for the past few months, I've just been feeling like overwhelmed uh, with work and time. Um, for those who know me personally, in addition to like my day job, <laughs> I am working on being a writer. And it all just felt, I think, a bit busy trying to write and work on the podcast and do my job. Um, and I never wanted novel finds to become tedious or just another thing to check off the list because... I have really just loved and cherished my time here so much. I didn't ever want to feel like this was just another thing to do. I always wanted to just um, give it the love it deserves and that I have for it. Um, Yeah, I just, I can't believe our little quarantine project has grown the way that it has. I can't thank you all enough for that, all of our listeners. Um, I mean, you guys, I, my dream came true. I got to meet Emily Henry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm excited. For the future to just have a bit more time in my schedule to write and hopefully get a little project off the ground in 2024. But I can't wait to see where Julia takes Novel Finds. Um, I know that this little podcast is in very good hands <laughs> and I'm excited to see your next steps. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just thank you uh, to everybody, every author, um, all of our friends and our guests and the publicists who have allowed me to meet so many wonderful um, authors and all of our listeners. Um, I'm really going to miss it a lot. It's not a decision I made lightly at all. I'm I'm going to miss mm-hmm. it and I'm going to miss getting to chat about books. Um, but I'm just so grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be some big shoes, I think, that I have to fill. <laughs> you will be desperately missed. I will text you with questions about editing because i have successfully not edited any of the episodes <laughs> for the past three seasons <laughs> you can do it you'll be great it'll it'll i i have some fun ideas yes julia yeah. why don't you um talk to us about your plans for 2024 okay. season four. Oh man um so for season four it is going to kind of transition more into an interviewee 
type show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still was kind of like that, but then there were episodes where it's just you and me talking to each other yeah. versus like interviewing people that we don't know. Um which is different, different energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a different energy. But I am hoping to keep up author chats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I want to see if I can bring in interviews with professionals that work in the book industry. Great. And yeah, yeah and and talk to them about their jobs and what they do and maybe the steps in which someone could take to get to that position. Because I think the book industry is huge. Mm -hmm. It is is a well-oiled machine and there are a lot of working parts to it. And I think because it's so big, it also has a tendency to be overwhelming. And I kind of just want to break that down a bit. And hopefully Mm. if someone is like, oh, well, I really I want to be like the editor someday. Well, if I'm able to talk to an editor of maybe, I don't know, we we work a lot with publicists from Penguin Random House. So yeah. knock on wood, maybe an editor from Penguin. Oh, yeah, that would be exciting. Yeah, it would be great. Um, But then just kind of ask them, you know, how did you get where you are? Also, what is your favorite book? <laughs> classic stuff yeah yeah um so yeah that's kind of the hope keep up author chats and then introduce industry professionals as well yeah yeah um fingers crossed we can get ve schwab on at some point i'm still holding out hope for that. oh my gosh julia it's gonna happen for you season four is your time oh but yeah. you won't be here. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'll still I'll listen to it. I will listen no. to your interview with V. E. Schwab for sure. You can Thank do you. it. Thank you. <laughs> um, like last year, I would still like to try and get novel finds onto a podcast chart. Oh, yeah, on, like sure. uh, the United States or United Kingdom, since those are our two biggest streaming countries. I think it would be great. I don't know how to do that, but. I think it would be cool. And I'd also like to figure out how to be a moderator. Like where mm. where can I either sign up or where can I stick my nose to be like a moderator on a book panel with authors? Because I think that would be really cool. Oh, that would be just an incredible opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of where my head is at going into season four. Um, Yeah. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you, too. I mean, obviously, like, live your dreams, and I hope you succeed and thrive, but don't have too much fun without me, okay? Oh <laughs> well, I mean, that being said, I'm already co-host of a, of a second podcast as well. So yeah. you are literally busy. I <laughs> I have a lot going on. If you really like Doctor Who, check out You Know Who. <laughs> um which is a podcast all about classic Doctor Who as well. So I'll be doing that and this. And maybe at some point it'll become a full-time paid job. That would be cool. Yes, that um, would be amazing. I w- it would be amazing. But also, I mean, it's kind of a cool hobby to have too. Yeah. It's a very intense hobby to have, but it's a cool <laughs> hobby. <laughs> it is a very cool hobby. <laughs> um. All right. Moving past the sad stuff, though. We're done. We're done with Looking that. into the future. Um, What? I know. My hand is up, and so you put your hand up. It's weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> what new releases 
are you looking forward to in 2024? Tell um, the world. Thank you so much for asking. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to a few. Funny story by Emily Henry. I'm so excited for this one. I think it's going to end up being one of my favorites. I just like the premise. And yeah, Happy Place was so sad. <laughs> I'm ready for like a silly Emily Henry. <laughs> um, a Witch's Guide to Magical Innkeeping by Sangu Mandana. We Ooh, had her mm-hmm. on for the Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches. She just writes like witchy, cozy fantasy romance. Um, and I'm yeah. really excited for, the, for her. Not a sequel. It's set in the same universe, but not the same Okay, character. I thought it was a sequel. It's like same people, but I think it's a different POV. Ooh, love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Somewhere Beyond the Sea by TJ Klune, which is the yes. House in the Cerulean Sea sequel. Yes. Yes. It's going to be from Arthur's point of view. Yeah. Like, don't even talk to me. I'm so excited I could die. I'm literally so excited. Oh, yes. Um, Where was I on my list? Oh, yes. um, The Atlas Complex by Olive Blake, which... I didn't really love the sequel to The Atlas Six, but mm-hmm. I want to find out what happens, which is why I've included it in my list, because I just need to know the answers. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the Familiar by Lee Bardugo. Familiars and magic and yeah. yeah. So pretty jazzed for that, too. And oh, last one, Murder Road by Simone St. James. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a like a go. It's a ghost mystery by yeah. Simone St. James years ago now, and I keep thinking like I think about it probably once a month because it was just one of the most creative books I've read. And then I saw that they have another book coming out, so pretty stoked. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. What about you? Um. Okay. So the book that comes out the day after my birthday is The House of Flame and Shadow by Sarah J. Moss. Um, (laughs) So that one. Um, I am very excited for it. It is the third in the Crescent City series, and it has been getting a lot of hype in the last few weeks because the books have finally been printed and people are getting arcs of them, and I'm just over here wishing I was one of those people. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I will find the reel that I sent Shelby uh, <laughs> because Shelby has also read the first two Crescent City ones. So I knew that she would appreciate um, the fact that there was this woman at Bloomsbury UK that is reading the third one and she put it in a reel and posted it. Rude. <laughs> For real, for real. Um, but that one I'm excited for. Uh, the next Alicia Thompson book, The Art of Catching Feelings, I am very excited for. Um, it's a baseball book, and she loves baseball, um, which you all know. We talked about her last week. <laughs> yeah. You know the extent of which we know about Alicia. <laughs> Julia loves <laughs> I do. I think her books are great. The tone is so fun. Um, okay. I don't know if V.E. Schwab's lesbian vampire book is coming out this year, but I am looking forward to it. Um, 
The third in the fourth wing series is coming out in December of next year. So that is very exciting. How did I not add that to my list? I know. I don't have it on mine either. I was like, I can't forget this. I need to I need to talk about it. I completely um, forgot. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um and then last but not least, this is the year. I can feel it. I, I've said it for the past two years, but The Doors of Stone by Patrick Rothfuss. <laughs> this, is, this is the year that it finally comes out. It has been a decade. Uh, honey, <laughs> I hope that happens for you. He just published a novella in the same universe, yeah. I think, to help tide people over. Um, yeah, so he can wait another three years. <laughs> <laughs> you know the minute that he posts it i am going to on the podcast say i knew it yeah <laughs> i said it was gonna be this year i knew it i would be so happy to be wrong julia okay oh i don't revel in being correct i know i, I really want it to be this year i haven't read the name in the wind so i don't have the same pain that you're experiencing i mean it was a couple of years ago that he released like he read out the prologue to it for charity um well and the prize this book exactly no one knows but then he was like oh i will raise enough if we raise enough money i will have a fully narrated cast read the first chapter and he raised enough money and then didn't release it that's actually rude Honestly, a lot of people are probably still mad about that. I am I am less mad about it because he's written a thing where it's like basically it's just impossible to schedule the people that he wants to voice to all be available around the same time. Okay. But yeah, no, it's it's really not cool. No, definitely not cool at all. Yeah. So he released this novella this year, hopefully to please people. Hopefully. Fingers hopefully. crossed. I hopefully. haven't read it yet, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Might be good. Might be. Who knows? I liked the other one. Um, he has a second one called The Silent, The Slow Regard of Silent Things. That's very okay. cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um. I don't, but I also liked it because I really like that character that the novella is about. And so I don't know, mm. because I don't really like the character in this other novella as much. I don't know how much I'll like it. But honestly, I'll take anything at this point. So I know. But if you have to pay for it, sometimes it's hard. Yeah. True. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. What are you doing for the holidays? Um. Thank you for asking. I'm pretty busy. Um, with work, but for Christmas itself, I will be in Yorkshire with Alex's family. And you're going to come see me, right? Yeah, I'm seeing you this week. Well, by the time this episode comes out, it will have been passed. But... We will have already seen you. <laughs> um, we are doing like a little mini holiday break together. Yeah. It's going to be so um, cute. I know. I'm really excited. I'm really looking I am forward too. to it. Mm -hmm. What about you? What are you doing for the holidays? Um... Well, at the time that this episode comes out, I will be in Italy. Um, 
Sic- yeah, Sicily specifically. Brag. <laughs> um, working. <laughs> Still no, great, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Um, I am doing a children's theater week in Sicily, and it will end on the twenty. I think I'll get home on the twenty third or the twenty fourth. Um, home being also Yorkshire. Yeah. So then I will be in Yorkshire for Christmas. And then after New Year's, I will be going to America to get my visa settled and in order so I can live here officially. That's amazing. Yeah. It's very exciting. Nice. Are you Mm -hmm. looking forward to Christmas? I am. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be nice. I have an advent calendar. Wow. I know. My partner's mom got me an advent calendar. And it's like, I think the first one that I haven't had to share with anyone. I can just eat all the chocolate myself. That's, that is so great. I know. I feel so special. <gasps> oh, yeah. That's, that is amazing. Um, Nice. What kind of, can I ask what kind of advent calendar it is? Like a normal one? Oh, I just wondered if it was like a chocolate one or a different kind. Oh, yeah. It's a chocolate one. It's like oh. a di- divine chocolate, I think. Hmm. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. The chocolate over here is way better than the chocolate in America. Mm, I find it depends on the type. I wouldn't. I haven't tried Reese's, to be fair. I haven't had those. But like just regular chocolate bars, pretty good. Mm. I guess I don't know the last time I had a regular chocolate bar. Like Kit Kats, better over here. Reese's better in America. M and M's, both good. Mm, okay, good to know. So that's my experience. I can't have the I like, I can't have Cadbury just because it's so much dairy. Mm, mm-hmm. You could yeah. have dark chocolate though, right? Yeah, I can have dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't have an advent calendar this year. Just Matilda. Oh. She's the only one in our house who has one, which is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> is it dog treat? Um, yeah. <laughs> It's not chocolate. <laughs> no, I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to be chocolate. I was like, oh, did they have like a dog toy advent calendar? Oh. <laughs> no, it's treat. Okay. <laughs> what do you think we're doing over here? Well, I don't know. They do weird things in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, we have very weird customs up here in the north. <laughs> <laughs> I'm preparing Matilda for anything. Love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Gosh. Well, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh. We just want to say thank you to everyone who has been involved with this year. Um. Yeah. Authors, publicists, guests, Patreon members, literally anyone that has shared and or rated and reviewed on the show. Um. Any sort of interaction that you've had, even if you were the one that did the one star. Um, <laughs> We appreciate the love. Yeah. And we love you for it. Thank you. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being a part of our season three. Yeah. And with that, we heckin' did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to rate and review the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For more Novel Finds content, including mini-sodes and unboxing videos, subscribe to our Patreon. 
You can also listen to these minisodes through Spotify if you're a patron. So be sure to check that out by searching Novel Finds Patreon exclusives. Our email, Instagram, and Patreon details can be found in the link in our bio. We'll see y'all next year. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Bye!